On Agenda this week, we ask whether Tynwald needs the moral and spiritual leadership provided by a bishop. With our current bishop stepping down this year, Joni Farragher MHK is hoping to gain Tynwald's support to remove the bishop from Tynwald. We'll hear from MHK's Daphne Kane and Jason Moorhouse later in the programme, but first, Joni Farragher. So, you've also got a uh, motion on uh, the June Tynwald order paper to... um, uh, look at the position of the bishop. Obviously, it's a timely uh, motion, bearing in mind that the bishop has announced that he will be stepping down from the role. Yeah, that's right. And and as you say, really, this is just kind of taking an opportunity that presented itself. I, I, I think we have so many complex, big issues facing us right now that perhaps um, constitutional, structural reform of the composition of of Parliament, of Timwald, is not necessarily at the forefront of everybody's mind. But this felt like it was an opportunity that, that was had presented itself and that could, if it's the will of Timwald, be resolved fairly rapidly um, with the fact that the bishop is retiring and the Church of England won't be looking to appoint another one until, well, at the earliest, I guess, October. So if this does, if this motion is the will of Timwald and does pass, um, I, I feel that that will bring us a step more in line with with a sort of full democratic mandate of the whole of Timwald. And what would you say, I suppose, then to critics who would say, well, of course, if you do this, uh, we will probably end up losing the historic role going back to uh, St Machald uh, of of a bishop in the Isle of Man? Yeah, and I, I, I... I take that point and I think it's it's definitely a consideration. But for me, I guess what the Church of England does is sort of up to them. And if that's if that is what they decide that the, the diocese is is not to not to be any longer, then I, I guess that's kind of their call would be my view. But also I think there's always some reason that, that some tradition some traditional reason that we can hold on to not progressing and not moving forwards. And I think we have to kind of weigh those up. Which is the most important, you know, do we do we value uh, the sort of fundamental tenet of democracy in terms of the that being the people's voice and the people electing who's in our parliament or do we value the tradition of having a diocese which which one is the most important to us i suppose other parliaments seem to manage though with um unelected members bishops and the like i mean the um uh, why would we need to be uh, so so much more different bearing in mind the bishop is only one of 33 in tinwald and effectively uh, he doesn't uh, tend to sway debates uh, very significantly. He just adds a, a kind of a moral and spiritual dimension to debate. It's interesting the way that you phrase that question there, Phil. So first of all, um, how do we know that he doesn't sway? Do we have any proof from what I... I think that if he doesn't sway anything, then okay, what's the point of having him? <laughs> but first, uh, first of all, but secondly, the fact that you've kind of add, added in that he adds a moral or a spiritual dimension, I don't think that any religion or anybody, any group of people in any way has a, um, a monopoly on morality. And I think that I, I personally, as somebody who, who isn't, doesn't have a religion, feel that I, it's, it's important I have a, a, a deep deeply held sense of morality and I don't need a, a, a religion to, to sort of tell me that so I think it's it's quite important to remember that morality is not down to affiliation with any group 
um, or other, otherwise. It's your individual conscience and what you feel is important. And I think I, I'm, I have a lot of faith in the fact that if you stand for public office, you want to do it for the right reason and you have a, a deep, deeply held moral code. And actually, I personally feel like having a look at the start of Timwaldor, at the start of the House of Keys, at the Nolan principles would be a lot more helpful to a lot of us than, than taking a, a, a prayer to a prayer to a God that not 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 very many people in our society still actually believe in. And to me, it would feel like that would be more representative of people as well. In terms then of the debate, have you got any indication so far as to whether you're going to get support from members? No, I haven't, to be honest. I think that a lot of people are, are waiting to see how the debate actually goes. I think that there will always be a sort of quite um, vehement group on each side. So I think there are a couple who are very, very strongly opposed to this. And then there are a couple who are very, very strongly in favour. But the vast majority of people kind of think, well, it's it's absolutely right that he shouldn't really have a vote and um, and we do want to improve democracy, etc. However, they don't necessarily want to... Um, want to offend people or they don't want it to be taken to to at the point at which it it, it becomes a, a, an issue for the electorate or that they they upset people so i think that we we people are gauging opinion from their from their electorate from their voters i suppose um over this time and i i, I i'm really looking forward to the debate i really hope and I, I believe that it's going to be a respectful debate of all all faiths and 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 all belief systems and that everybody can try and engage in it in a, in a really sort of um genuine way and if some helpful or perhaps mischievous depending on your outlook amendment arrived to your motion suggesting that uh, well okay remove the bishop's vote but allow him to continue to be part of uh, Tenwald would that be something that you could support? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately my goal would be to have the composition of Parliament as being people who were um, representatives of the people. Um, and, and that you know, Legislative Council at the moment is are indirectly elected, so they still do have that mandate. However, appointees in our Parliament to me seems opposed to the to the fundamental tenet of democracy. So as far as I'm concerned, I would not like to see appointees at all in our parliament. However, if it is the will of Timwald, I think that, you know, there will be an amendment that to say that the, the role remains, but the, the vote is removed. That will be a small step forward. It's not as much of a step as removing appointees from the composition of our parliament. But I think it would still be a small step forward that I would I would be, you know, pleased to have been part of. Timwald does have a habit of shuffling forward when it comes to uh, to uh, uh, constitutional reform. So uh, perhaps a shuffle is better than a bold step. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think, yes, a shuffle is always better than no steps whatsoever. I would agree with that. Um, personally, I'm all about the bold steps. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I would like us to take a bold step of saying, we do not agree with the um, with the principle of appointees in our parliament because it, it opposes democracy. And I would like to see us make that step. But a shuffle, like I say, is better than no steps whatsoever. <laughs> that was Joni Farragher. What does Daphne Kane think? So we've heard there from Joni Farragher, uh, MHK. Uh, she's got this uh, motion to Tinwald, effectively to remove the bishop 
uh, from uh, Tynwald completely. Her colleague in the Manx Labour Party then has an amendment which is that all appointed members, as in unelected members to LegCo, so that basically means the bishop and indeed, although I suppose the Attorney General is a member but he already doesn't have a vote, um, that uh, they they wouldn't have a vote but they would still be appointed. Um, Where do you stand on this? I, in the previous debate, actually we had the functioning of Timwald and we had an amendment then to uh, remove the bishop from Legislative Council. I think it is a very um, established principle that the functioning, the politics, the, the church should be removed from the political scene and decision making. But I appreciate that the um, established church has had this position since I think democratic parliament came into being on the Isle of Man. So there is a huge tradition there. I also, you know, I I feel a pang at the loss of tradition and I have celebrated, as many have, that our diocese of Soda and Man gave the island to the Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, the island of Sodor, even though the Southern Isles part of it doesn't doesn't feature anymore in our actual jurisdiction. Um, But I I would feel very strongly that the head of the Church of England should not be appointed and have a vote on our Parliament. Uh, The current bishop, as previous ones, make excellent points, contribute to the debates, but it boils down, do we think that we need that ethical and moral sounding board? Are we not, do we not have ethics and morals ourselves as elected members? I appreciate that it's controversial there will be those who absolutely insistent that tradition we had a lot of it in the um the recommendation from the committee that i brought that we remove prayers before every key sitting and it was i'm not religious but tradition is very important i think as we evolve as a society and as a nation it's right that we look at these things, that we debate them and we consider what is appropriate for the way we organise and operate our parliamentary sittings and island life. So it will go to a debate. My own view is the the bishop really shouldn't have a place within our parliament. It's um, the established church of the Church of England. Um, but I appreciate that the Liz Vane report found very firmly that... Um, it should have. Then the functioning of Tinwald was the third report, I think, the functioning of Tinwald, included a letter from the Archbishop of York at the time, John Sentamu, saying um, pretty much that removing the bishop's vote uh, would would reduce the role to that of the similar to the deanery within the Channel Islands. And there is that threat there that we could lose the diocese, we could lose a, the bishop by taking such action. But I would feel from a parliamentary perspective, we shouldn't be blackmailed by that. That is a matter for the Church of England. We should look at the proposals before us and determine in our own minds and from the community, and I welcome members of the community to get in contact with me with their views, um, what is appropriate for our nation and for our parliament. And of course, Machold is in your constituency. Um, St Machold's um, since St. Michael's time, which was, I forget the exact uh, century now, was it the 8th century or the 7th century, something like that. Since since the time of St. Michael's anyway, we ha- know that there have been Manx bishops. Um, so your view is that if 
as a result of any change to Tynwald membership, uh, the Church of England decided not to have uh, or not to appoint a Manx bishop. Uh, that's a matter for them rather than a matter for, for Tynwald to be concerned about. I think Tynwald should be concerned about the makeup of our parliament and the appropriateness of the ex officio roles of the, the people we appoint to contribute to our debates. And I think it's entirely appropriate that once in a while that comes up for debate and the membership of the current parliament determines where they stand on that. And I think my views are well known from the previous debate, but it's it is difficult because it's it's tradition and it's wrapped up in so much to do with the Timwell Day ceremony and we're not suggesting that that should change at this juncture. I'm I just think that in terms of membership of the Church of England as well is only one church on the island and obviously there's a very strong Methodist tradition. I think there was a time, I, I remember reading um, in the last century, where the Methodists were very upset. It was the, the Church of England that had the bishop on there instead of another religious leader that might have been more relevant to the Isle of Man population. So if if the Church of England... Um, that's for them to determine. I don't think that should have any sway over what we do. And and perhaps we should have a Church of the Isle of Man or the Manx Church Bishop of Soda and Man if it's removed by the Church of England. The heritage argument, uh, if you use that properly, you would say that uh, it was wrong to allow the the general public to start voting for MHKs what a terrible thing that was um, the, the, the destruction of of the the sensible parliamentary system that we'd had for so many centuries um, yeah heritage is Tradition. is is uh, an interesting uh, thing to to look at I think we all need to evolve and as you continue that you might consider that there's going to come a time perhaps when the should the population vote for the members of the upper chamber and the chief minister you know there's we are we are all there to serve the people in everything we do there's there is a boundary commission ongoing um, and and you are a political leader uh, so tell us uh, should that happen then i've uh, had a paper which uh, Professor Peter Edge kindly um, researched for me on the possibility of having the population elect the chief minister on the Isle of Man. I have to say it didn't win a huge amount of support from, from colleagues at the time. But I think these the fact that the, the, the way these things keep coming back and keep coming back is because it's not resolved and we, we all strive to serve the people. So I think that in all of this, my mind is open to listening to the community but how much of a clamour is there that we should look at the parliamentary makeup of Timwald and say it's appropriate or otherwise for the bishop to be there to have a vote and indeed the the risk or the threat of having the diocese removed as and having a bishop in post after hundreds of years of tradition on the island should that determine how we move forward because as you say otherwise we'd still be appointing executive council and we'd still be having um, self-appointed members of the house of keys and i think we've we've come on a lot since 1860s and i think uh, in the 2020s it's time that we look to the future that was daphne kane does jason moorhouse agree with the motion there's a an interesting motion, uh, well, several interesting motions on the uh, Tynwald Order paper, including your own, but uh, the one particular one which 
will potentially cause a radical change in terms of the position of a bishop on the Isle of Man, maybe the first time uh, that we will not have a bishop for more than a thousand years. Yeah, it's, it's concerning because it, it is so integral to the way that Tynwald works in terms of the debates, in terms of the reflection, in terms of um, the history all the core things, you know, the bishop is one of the key components. And to actually start looking at this, you think, what will be next? And why is it being done? You know, you can become super efficient and just get the computer and thing to decide for us. But, you know, there are times we need to step back, you need to get wider issues and just actually think about what's in front of you. And I think the bishop is good at directors to do that. Surely in the 21st century, uh, we should have people who have some uh, democratic uh, credentials uh, and having people who are merely appointed uh, to, to Tinwald and having a vote um, somehow doesn't seem to fit in with the fact that we are now in the 21st century and people expect their political representatives to have some kind of democratic legitimacy. Yeah, it's a tough one, like, just in terms of where it sits with the rest of the Legislative Council and the way in which they're chosen by members of Keys. It's, yeah, a challenging one. And when you actually, you actually look at the members of Keys, you know, we were actually chosen on one day at one time and things change over time. So to actually be reflecting what the people are thinking all the time is going to be very, very difficult. But in terms of the bishop, he's not just... Um, being parachuted in, he's actually representing a group of people, he's representing that Christian um, f chain of thought, he's, he's coming at it from a non-political perspective and I think that's important that we actually have some balance and in terms of reflecting on the issues we're debating, it can add quite a lot. There are, though, many different groups on the island, none of which, with the exception of the Anglican mm. Church, have an appointed member in Tynwald. Are, are we suggesting that only the Anglican faith is, is worthy of such an appointment, or are there other uh, community groups on the island that perhaps need similar representation? I think in terms of tradition, in terms of him representing the largest group of people who follow religion at the moment on the island, there are um, reasons for that. But I think it, it goes beyond that. I think it goes, um, into, it's especially powerful in terms of things like um, the morality, the reflection, and the way in which is not actually representing the church as such, is actually representing a morality and a way in which things can be considered and looked at. And, I think whether it's the bishop or some other religious leader, they're coming at it from quite a similar perspective. And given that we've actually got someone carrying out the role and we get other benefits as a consequence of that, we've got a bishop on the island. I think to actually look at this without looking at all the separate impacts of removing the bishop um, could result in us making a mistake. I suppose there's a number of points that uh, I, I'd maybe try and pick you up on then. Effectively, you're saying that uh, the bishop provides moral leadership in, in Tynwald. Does that mean that Tynwald members don't have any morals? 
Um, I think the problem is that when you're debating, you become very one-sided. You've got um, constituents who are directing you in a certain direction. You've got um, the just the general mood. You've got the um, things like the the basic agenda that you're following. And there's a lot of times where you just need to kind of stop, look at what you're doing, and, and consider the wider aspects. And I think the bishop is good at allowing us to do that in a a constructive way and it's it's something that is within the system when we became members of keys we we knew he was there we we, he was doing a good thing and whether it's a man or a lady or whatever in the future I, i do think it's an important aspect of tradition that is as significant as the religious aspect the morality aspect and all the other aspects i think that that tradition and having a bishop on the island is a powerful thing and the other side that uh, uh, is is promoting this uh, this motion uh, uh, suggests that actually it's not Timwell that will be deciding uh, to end having a specific manx bishop in the Isle of Man for the first time in possibly 1200 years but it is actually going to be the anglican church if they choose to do so it's their choice that that's it and that's something they're going to consider we are a small area and the bishop is representing a small number of people and as a church has to look at um, cost savings and efficiencies we are going to be up for consideration whereas at the moment whereas we've got a bishop in the legislature a bishop who's active within the community a bishop who's um, active in the wider society I think it's yeah, we're in a strong position in terms of keeping the bishop, but if we do bring these changes in, then there are going to be questions asked and the possibility that change will happen. Daphne Kane suggested, and sadly I didn't pick her up on this when the interview was taking place, suggested that maybe if the Anglican Church decides that they're not prepared to appoint a bishop, maybe we should break from the Anglican Church and establish a, a holy Manx church instead. Well, I think I think that would be a challenge and perhaps a step too far. Um, it, it's one of those things that is not broken, so why mend it? It's, you know, it does work. There are a huge amount of benefits. And I just think that, you know, on the other man, tradition is so important. And it may not be perfect, the traditions we've got, but some of them are worth fighting for. I think this is one of those things. But there are traditions, I mean, things like the birch, um um, capital punishment, mm-hmm. um, uh, having directly appointed members of the House of Keys, not allowing women the vote. These were all traditions at one point. That's it. And yeah, times change and people change, but we do need some level of constancy. And I think in terms of the bishop, he's there offering that link with tradition, but also that element of going forward and looking at the wider issues and you know, one of the, the words he mentions quite often is healing, and I think that's quite important, you know, in the cut and thrust of politics to have someone there who's actually focused on healing and resolving tensions and just making us see things as they are rather than as we think they are when we go into the chamber, you know, when we're wound up and trying to get a certain thing through or resolve. So I think it's, yeah, it would be a sad day if we lost the bishop, definitely. That was Jason Moorehouse. So, do we need a bishop? Will we fall into a pit of moral decline without the bishop's moral and spiritual guidance? 
Do changes in society and community in recent decades mean that organised religion is no longer an important consideration in Tinwald? Let me know your thoughts on the programme by contacting philgorn at manxradio.com and get in touch if you have any ideas for future shows. Don't forget this programme is available as a podcast on Manx Radio's website. For now though, I'm Phil Gorn. Go to Mayo. Thanks for listening.